and welcome to Kitty Talks, the podcast that shows you how to build a life in alignment with your soul. I'm your host, Kitty Waters, serial entrepreneur and co-creator of the Network for Transformational Leaders. Each week, I interview top thought leaders that are changing the world. They share their life stories on tips on how you can find your purpose. We all have a gift we can bring to the world. Do you feel dead to life? Like there's more to it, but you don't know where to start. Perhaps you don't fit in and you can't understand why. Are you pushing all the time and getting nowhere? Do you long to finally be sure which is the right path for you? This podcast is sponsored by my Do Your Dharma course. This eight-week online course, self-study, shows you how to find your purpose. The course demystifies the subject of Dharma and shows you that by following your highest excitement, you can unlock your greatest potential and create the life of your dreams. Go to www.kittytalks.com forward slash do your Dharma. Without further ado, let's dive into the next episode. Welcome to this week's episode of Kitty Talks. This week, I have wellness entrepreneur, success coach and author, Jodie Shield. She's fantastic, a woman totally in her flow. Listen to her story. She's a fantastic example of somebody who listened to the whispers of her soul when she was frustrated. She knows she needed to make a change. She went off to Peru, had the most amazing transformational experience. And when she got back, she literally focused on what was the next right thing for her to do. She didn't get caught up in, oh my goodness, I don't know how to do this and I don't know where I'm going. She literally put one foot in front of the other and took action. And that is how our purpose unveils itself to us. So listen to this episode. I know you're going to get loads of wisdom from this episode. Jodie is fantastic. Hello and welcome to Kitty Talks. We share inspirational life stories that empower you to create yours. And today I have a very inspirational woman with me. She is full of wisdom. I've been following her on Instagram recently and I love the way she takes spiritual concepts and makes them really, really groundbreaking and down to earth and bite size. Today I have with me Jodie Shield. She is a wellness entrepreneur, a success coach, an author, and also an inspirational speaker. So Jodie, thank you so much for joining us today it's lovely to be here thank you and we've just just had a little chat before we started and we've gone straight into uh all these wonderful topics so I know today you're going to hear some real wisdom from this woman but Joe, did you mind sharing with my audience who you are and what you do in the world Yeah, so I am a success coach and an author and a speaker and an entrepreneur and it's so funny when I say the word entrepreneur because when I talk about being an entrepreneur, most people's immediate reaction is to think about Richard Branson. And of course, there's a, a kind of a new wave of entrepreneurs coming through. And I think there are lots of entrepreneurs in the social media space and mm. there are lots of entrepreneurs outside the social media space. And for me, entrepreneurialism is a, it's a, it's a mindset, it's a behavior, mm. it's mm. playful, it's fun, it's charismatic, it's curious. It's a way of 
being out in the world and wanting to kind of open doors and know people. And, and I think in the world of coaching, it's such an important quality to have. And so for me, entrepreneurial, entrepreneurialism means just that. It means, you know, being flexible, dynamic, um, and it's that state of mind. But it's also about um, having, I guess, products and services that um, are amazing, but start off as a bit of an experiment, really. Mm. I, never really I never really start something and think, right, I know exactly what this is going to be. I know exactly how it's going to roll. I kind of just put stuff out there and you know, we talked, we talked before we started mm. recording Kitty about, you know, being really tuned in and being in the, in the flow and being in, in, and actually one of my coaching programs is called Get in Flow. <laughs> and it's like really being in alignment and it's that alignment piece that's so important. And, um, you know, so when I create things, I really, I, I co-create with, mm. um, you know, I co-create with the energy of what's, what it's going to be. I co-create with the spirit of my company. I'm very much about blending the world of business with the world of spirituality and well-being and mm. taking care of ourselves in that process. Mm, beautiful. And I think it's a really good point because I think you're right. I think we have a label, don't we, when we think of an entrepreneur. But actually, I think there's more and more people becoming intuitive entrepreneurs is exactly what you described because you're kind of following what your intuition is telling you. And actually, there's no necessarily a beaten path to follow because it's literally completely unique to us. And so really, our guide in that journey is obviously ourselves. <laughs> so can you take me back about how you started this journey? Because I know, For obviously, sure. yeah, about your kind of, well, take us to the before the Peru Peru episode. Take us to what it was like in your corporate when you knew you needed to make a change, but you didn't know what to do. Okay. So this is going back um, a good few years, really. I think I started feeling a little bit restless in about 2009. I started really feeling the pressure. I was working in advertising. Um, I was a director and I started really, you know, feeling the pressure and kind of, there were so many, um, so many pieces of work that we were creating that weren't really being seen or being realized. And it was just, it felt like a game was going on between clients and us. And it just, you know, and it was, it was, it just felt like a really strange environment and it was very high pressure, very high stress. And it was, um, it was just really, um, you know, toxic in a way, I suppose. And, you know, so that was, that's how I was feeling. And obviously I can, you know, one can look back in hindsight and know exactly what's going on in that moment. But let me go back to where I was without knowing any, anything about myself and about, um, you know, any awareness about who I, who I was and what was actually going on behind the scenes. But yeah, I was kind of in this environment and I was feeling, um, pressured and I kind of had a had a had a realization and I was like oh my gosh I'm never going to be anything other than this like I am not trained in anything else mm. how how am I gonna you know how am I gonna survive if I have to work in this organization or one like it for you know the next 10 years like what is gonna happen how am I gonna survive and that thought just really freaked me out and I was like wow, like this is, this is, it's like prison. I feel so trapped in here. I really feel trapped and suffocated. And so that was kind of 
the um, invitation really to kind of, I knew that I needed to, I guess, do something about it. So I then decided to go traveling because I was like, right, well, I didn't do this. I didn't do any traveling when I left uni and I feel like I missed out a little bit and I haven't really seen the world. So I decided that I would um, go traveling. Mm. So I booked a one-way ticket and I went off and um, decided to go on a, on a trip, yeah, to, to South America with a, a very kind of, I don't know, courageous heart and the, the intention that I wanted to, to change and I wanted to figure out more about myself and I wanted to understand, you know, what I really wanted. And that was kind of about, that was all I had really. So that was it. So that was me. Then I just went on this very big journey. Um, it was nearly nearly a year of traveling actually around South America. Um, every country offered something very different to me. And then I ended up um, like, so this is seven and a half years ago, is it? I went, I ended up kind of going into Peru, into the mm-hmm. jungle and um yeah, I guess diving headfirst into something I knew nothing about, which was a plant medicine ceremony. Um, so that's really what I ended up doing. That was the big catalyst for my transformation was going into this, the jungle, going into the ceremony, doing it seven times, which is crazy. And wow. Back then, no one was talking about ayahuasca. It was like not a thing that people did. And so I ended up going into that experience um, and doing it, yeah, into a 12-day experience immersion and doing it seven times. So wow. <laughs> I didn't know anything about it before I went in there. I didn't have anything to compare it to. No one had told me anything about it. I just jumped in and turned up and that was that, was that. yeah. That was that, basically. That was the whole catalyst to everything because what I went through during that 12 day process was, um, yeah, it was completely transformational, completely, um, detoxifying. Um, it really, it really like transformed me on so many levels. So from, from kind of having an eating disorder, when I went into the jungle, it completely, I completely healed myself from bulimia. I also healed myself from, you know, like the drink and everything else that goes with that would goes out with partying all the all that addiction was gone as well and I stopped eating meat for about 5 mm-hmm. years after that so you know it really transformed me from the inside out very very deeply and, and how, so how does I guess it work? while I was there the indigenous how, people um how does it work so like you do you get to see yourself in a different kind of place? Like how, how does it heal you? How does it, you know, like if you look back at it now and in hindsight, like what, did you get to sort of see things in a different way or? Yes. Yeah, so the ayahuasca is a hallucinogenic psychoactive brew. It is a plant medicine and you drink it in ceremony and then you, um, basically were it kind of puts you into a a place a brainway of consciousness where you are able to face um 
some really uh, hidden memories right. and experiences yeah. that you have kind of gone through and then sealed off. So you basically get to kind of heal through having realizations from the from the memories and the and the um, experiences that you've been through and the, the stuff that's been really buried buried down in the subconscious. That all of that kind of is shown to you, but it it comes out in a mm. uh, a specific order. So, you know, many of your listeners will know this already, but we, there's a there's an order. We can't just heal everything at the same time. You know, there's a divine order. Mm. So, what that means basically is that you know there are layers that are unravelled at the perfect time in the perfect order based on, you know, your, I guess your life design, the the purpose Mm. of who you are, the journey that you're going through, the big life assignments that you're going through. So basically that is, you know, that that's kind of how it works. So you can't kind of show up saying, right, I'm ready to work on my addiction today. Can Mm. can we please do it? I'm I'm ready. I'm ready. Because, you know, you'll be shown what you need to be shown. Mm. And so that's the very powerful invitation. It's all about surrendering. It's all about letting go. It's all about completely falling into the experience, giving in and, you know, allowing that, um, I guess you want to call it universal intervention or you want to call it plant spirit to really support you and trust that you're going to be supported, which is a big one for most people, you know, so many of us struggle with feeling supported and so you know the the invitation to kind of trust that some unknown force is going to support you is it's a huge invitation but when you choose to accept it and say yes then you know so much can happen but there's also the flip side of that if you come into the experience um very stuck in your mind and very wanting to control you know and really hang on then of course you know, the experience that you'll get will be a a, a fight for the whole session. You'll be fighting Mm. with your mind. You'll be fighting with your ego. You'll be fighting yourself. Mm, And so many people go in with that experience. So I just want to say at this point, Kitty, if you don't mind, um, Mm. you know, to everybody, everybody, you know, I'm sure many people listening to your podcast have um, heard about ayahuasca or they've heard whispers about plant medicine or they've, their friends done it in a, in a place in London or whatever. I mean, it's, it's the conversations are about ayahuasca are really prevalent now in, in our, in our, in our world. And, you know, my advice to everybody is if it calls you and you feel yourself called to go and, and, and work with the plant, then brilliant. But it's not really something to do when you think it's the right thing to do or someone has told you to go and do it. Like Mm. it's really, it's something to be really deeply respected and honored. Mm. It's not something to think that you can go and take recreationally in a way that you might've taken, you know, party Mm. drugs before. It's, it's a very transformational experience. And I I know that you know that Kitty, but just for the benefit of everyone listening, you know, when I, when I share things like it completely cured me from bulimia, which it did, that's mm. my story. It might not be your story. So I think when the book was coming out, I had to be very careful about, you know, knowing that, you know, listen, people listen to me on podcasts, people follow me on Instagram. I get, you know, there's, there's, there are young girls following me on Instagram. And mm. so my responsibility is really, is, a, is that, you know, it, amazing if it feels good for you and you're really struggling, you know, and you've done some research. If that, if that, if you're a researcher, do some research. 
or speak to people about it, but ultimately the decision has to come from you. It has to be, it has to be a full body. Yes. Yeah. I would say. The other thing I think just to build on what you're saying, Jodie, is it's really important. Like if you do do some type of ceremonial um, plant medicine, that you're doing it with the right people in the right environment with the people that know and respect the plant, you know? So, you know, I've, I personally haven't done it, but a very Absolutely. good, very good friend of mine where he takes people to the right indigenous tribes to do the plant medicine, because it can, like you said, it gets called almost bastardized coming to the West. And, you know, you might find yourself doing a ceremony and if it's not set up, correctly it won't have the right effect and it's not safe so you know for you you were in Peru you were with people who knew and respected and trusted it it was a great environment but I think that's also something to make our listeners aware that it's um, important who you do it with basically absolutely for sure Mm. But you came home, it was, in, you went, went away one person, you came back literally a different person by the sounds of things. So how did you, what happened when you landed back in England? Wow. So um, I very, very luckily after I'd done the ayahuasca, I came out of that um, experience, four months of integration time, which is really important, especially going through an experience and doing it as many times as I did and having the Mm. most intensive experience. Like most people will take it twice, three times. I did it seven times. And, you know, luckily I didn't really understand, you know, it wasn't, no one else had done it at that point in my friend group or anyone around me. So I didn't really understand the, um, I don't know, the enormity of what I'd just been through, which is probably a good thing. Um, so I came out of there and I, I had four months to integrate. I traveled around Ecuador and I traveled around Peru and I traveled around various other places. And I think then when it was time to come home, um, yeah, it was, I think I had a little seed or a few seeds of hope inside because the ship, the, um, the um, indigenous people when I, who were hosting the ceremony. So I did it at a place called the Temple of the Way of Light. You can pop it in your show notes if you want to, but the Temple of the Way of Light is a, is a great center that I would highly recommend. And you basically work with 20 members of an indigenous tribe called the Shipibu tribes, mm-hmm. the Shipibu people. And um, what was very unique about where I went to do it is that, um, tw- like say out of that, no, hang on, 12, 12, there were 12 of them. Out of the 12, eight of them were women and the rest were men. So it was an amazingly, um, you know, it was an amazing experience because the, the, the divine feminine, the feminine was very heavily represented. So we had like, you know, eight women and then the rest were men. So it was, it was a very, very special experience. And they, when I was there, they made a point of telling me Mm-hmm. you know, um, obviously in their native language, which then had to be, um, translated for me, but they, they made a point of telling me that I was going to be a, a doctor. They said, they, they called me a doctor. They said that I would help many, many people. And, you know, uh, clearly when I'm in that experience, my ego immediately jumps in and starts saying, well, Jody, you're not academic enough to go back to uni for seven years. Come on, you can't be a doctor. Like, come on. <laughs> and obviously through the translations, I then realized that, it was, it was a, another kind of doctor. It was something different. So I think because I've been told that and because it had resonated so deeply because, you know, uh, you know, you, you know, this kitty, but what happened is, you know, my soul mm. has started to, to speak to me mm. and really like tell me uh, what was going to be unfolding in my life. And so when they, when they reflected that back at me, that was so deeply resonant. So I was like, okay, I know that that is, 
I know that that's happening. So when you, when you have like, um, you know, when you have such a profound experience like that and you heal addiction, like three types of addiction and you come out of that and you're a completely different person and you know, you are like just completely transformed and you have your life purpose as well in not in so many words, but you have this, the sense that, that it's there, Mm. you know, it's like, right, God, I feel like this is great. So, you know, there's, there's a, there's a, there's a little small case of a few, like a few things that I need to overcome, but ultimately I kind of, I know where I'm going in a, in a weird kind of way. Gives you faith. That was it. So yeah, when I came out of there, I was like, right, this is it. Um, I know this. I I kind of, I know what I've I've got to do. (laughs) I've got this. Yeah. So I came out, I came back to London and you know, I, I did obviously with all of these things, you don't know how it's going to work. And I, I was, you know, looking back at myself then, I think I was quite um, intuitive then because, you know, I wasn't, I didn't particularly have a spiritual practice before when in the jungle. I didn't really, I didn't ever meditate. I learned how to do all of that when I was in the jungle. Hmm. And so when I came out, I remember like feeling that, you know what, there's no rush in the how. I was like, I don't need to have it figured out, which I mean, from, you know, for most people that freaks Everybody them wants out. Everybody wants to know, yeah. Right? And I was like, no, it does, it's fine. Like I'm not ready just yet. And that's cool. And um, yeah, so I went back into advertising, but I worked for smaller entrepreneurial agencies and thinking that would be a bit different. It wasn't different. And I ended up in some really interesting, like dynamics with very interesting people, like interesting and in inverted commas people that were teaching me a lot of stuff and had a lot of gifts for me, right? In a negative way, but a positive way as well. Um, anyway, and then I was at this like latter agency and it was really great. Like, you know, people would have really wanted that job that I had because it was like with amazing, amazing, like the CEO of publicists, the CEO of like these global agencies that come together to create this agency that was young and entrepreneurial and fresh and different, right? So yeah, most people would have dreamed to have been in that job. But your and consciousness was, had shifted out of it. Yeah, it? totally. It yeah. was. And it was really funny because I showed up in this job and you know what I did on my lunch break because I taught people tapping. I was just like, right, <laughs> everyone, we're going to do tapping. We're going to do tapping. We're going to do breathing. We're going to do meditation. Like I was just happy to teach people stuff. Um, and in the meantime, I'm moonlighting, going on all these workshops and courses, learning EFT, learning, like, I think I learned to be a Reiki master. That was the first thing. Everyone, mm, everyone opens you to up. This, don't they? Yeah. Reiki master, then the EFT stuff. Then I trained with this amazing, my spiritual teacher, who's still an amazing teacher to me now. And I trained in spiritual healing as well and oh, meditation. And so, and then, um, I, so I had some great tools and techniques. And then this one day, this eat, pray, love moment happened. And I really, this inner voice really told me now's the time, quit your job. And I listened, I just sat up and I was like, okay. And I listened and I went and I quit my job and I went and then I just like, and then I would just like dived in at the deep end with nothing to go to. I was buying a flat at the time with my part, with my now husband, we were buying a flat together and I had nothing to, you know, I hadn't I had nothing, I had like no savings, no clue, but, but, but this is, and I, I just want to really inspire your listeners mm. with this. This is how it started for me. And it's funny when I'm coaching people now, this is kind of how it starts as well. You know, I was like, right. I'm going to build a website because I knew that if I built a website, that would kick me into shape to figure out who I was, what I offered, you know? And I was like, well, I've got these skills so I can help people process trauma and I can help, I can help people in a therapeutic way. 
And so I'm just going to build a website. So I built a website while I was away and I came back and I was like, right, I'm going to, I'm going to start seeing clients. I have no idea how it was going to happen. Nothing. So I can't even remember how it happened, but I promise you within like a couple of months, I had a full clinic and I was like, what? And Mm. yes, you know, we did. It's funny now looking back on it. I was very, you know, it's very naive. I just didn't know what was going on. I was just like, and I, my, I had my best financial year. I mean, obviously now is a different story, but um, up until like, I don't know, a year or so ago, no, about two years ago, I had my best financial year in year one. And this happens a lot with entrepreneurs and startups, right? You have an amazing first year, but you don't understand that you have to save for tax or for, you know, for, for the for reinvestment in the year after. And mm. I wasn't really, I wasn't running a professional business. I was, I was, a, I, I was following a practitioner model, very different. Mm. And, um, I had a clinic in Marlebone and I was seeing clients back to back and I was, I was always the hot, highest charging practitioner because I didn't look at what anyone else charged. I was just like, no, this is what I'm worth. And, um, as you know, from your work, it meant that people, more yeah, people, people came. resonated at yeah, that more level. People came mm-hmm. and, um, yeah. And, and, and then, and then in like year one, it was really interesting because I remember my friend was doing a talk at, at Shoreditch house. And for those of you that are international, um, so house is a members club, it's global. We have a, a selection of them in London. And I was, I was at my friend's talk. Oh no, she asked me, no, she said to me, would you come and share your story about ayahuasca? And I was like, definitely. Cause I was in that rebel phase where no one wanted to talk about ayahuasca, but I was like, this is plant medicine <laughs> all the my way. Life. <laughs> I was just like, I don't care if it's illegal. I'm going to talk about it, whatever. <laughs> so I was talking about it and my story and stuff. And the Shoreditch House people were like, they're the events people. And they came up to me after and they were like, oh my God, we love you so much. Can you come and do regular mm. events for our members? And I was like, oh my Oh my God. But do you know what? What I love about But what I love about this, Jodie, and this is something I teach my guys all the time, is you were so in the moment. And I think most most people nowadays, they get so paralyzed in fear because they kind of know where they want to go, but they don't know how they're going to get there. But what I'm hearing, which I'm loving, is you were just so in the present moment, listening to the advice that was given in that moment. And you kind of just kept taking action and steps forward and forward. And of course, that's what happens. You know, the more we engage in the process, the easier it gets because people turn up, you get guided to the right place so if you're listening to this podcast please you know listen to what Jodie was describing because she's so in her flow and as you said now you know best year ever I think it's it's amazing as as well to go into this with a level of naivety that childlike curiosity because it really does keep it fresh and innocent and I think what started happening to me was like because I'd worked in advertising you know um and I'd worked with some really big brands suddenly like the, the lead, like, uh, I don't know, the head of retail at Nike would be at my Shoreditch house talk. Right. And I'd be talking about like, I don't know, being in the corporate world and like teaching tools. And he'd be like, right, you need to come and teach my leadership team, all of this. And then I would get employed to do that. And I, I did, you know what I was thinking about this just earlier today. I did a lot of corporate work when I first started my well-being business. There was a lot. Because if you think about it, this is five and a half years ago, nearly mm. six years ago. Mm. Yeah, well, however long. It was a long time ago. Yeah, it was like six years ago. Yeah, well, just five and a half, nearly six years ago. No one was talking about meditation no. in London. No one was like, I'm talking about the mainstream. I was never really a spiritual person for the spiritual people. I was always like a spiritual person for the mainstream. That yeah, was always sure. how I've been pitched. Corporate. So yeah, going and doing like, 
you know, I, I didn't have a strategy. I wasn't like ringing up HR departments saying, right, what's your HR, what's your training and development budget? Can I come in and like do some sessions? I was just like, it was just happening. So basically like, yeah, I was literally about a year and a half in, in the leadership office, HQ of Nike, standing there, delivering a talk all about, you know, I don't know, improvement, searching inside yourself, all those kind of like, yeah, it was just insane. I was thinking like, oh my gosh. And that just kept happening. And then what's interesting um, is that sooner or later your vibration shifts and that kind of work is just not you anymore. And mm. then it's okay. Mm. And like, if I looked at that, I was on a retainer with um, a massive media agency, right? This is like all those years ago, they were paying me something crazy. Like, I mean, it was me. It was me basically putting forward my fee. But they, I think I was, I don't even know what, it was, it was insane. Like I was taking away, like they were paying me a monthly fee every month, every, sorry, a weekly fee at the end of the month. And it was like, it was thousands and thousands of pounds. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like that's crazy. Because, you know, when I let that go, obviously my, my income did struggle a little bit because I was then, right, I'm just going to focus on the one-to-ones and I didn't understand really how to make them make that revenue stream profitable at that time. And Mm. yeah, but I think the message there is when it doesn't feel right, you've just got to let go of it. Like Mm. as glamorous as it sounds to work with Nike and Estee Lauder and Clarins and Savorsky Crystals and like all these massive retail companies and whatever else. Yeah. If it's not, if it's not like on your, it's not in your alignment and it makes you feel resistant, like, mm. yeah, it's time to let go of it. So I'm not positioning myself as a corporate speaker anymore. I have to mm. say, like, I'm much more of a, a presenter, like having to be my, you know, be my, be a podcast presenter has been interesting because, you know, I've always, I've kind of been the, and I might trigger people by saying this, but it's fine. I've been like the star on the stage. I've been like the talent, right? And then going into a space of support, especially when I trained as a coach, yeah. it was so interesting because, I realized I'd always been that role in the therapeutic world because I was in the therapeutic world for a bit and then being a coach. But it was really interesting. Yeah, it was. Just, it's just all the skills that I've learned recently, I guess, have given me a, a sense of wholesomeness. So I understand things. Mm. I understand well, I think, the polarity of things now. I think for people listening, you know, you're a, a beautiful example of somebody who's literally, I call it following your breadcrumbs because you've kind of followed the breadcrumbs and as you've evolved, your purpose evolves. And that's one of the things I talk to my audience about is that as we evolve, as we change, as like you said, those things weren't fulfilling you anymore. You didn't get trapped by the money. You didn't get scared and say, I've got to stay here because I'm too scared to move. You just listened to who you are and what your being was telling you. And I think I love this conversation, Jodie, because so many people get so trapped in what they feel they should be doing or they get trapped in their fear. And you're just a great example who's someone who intuitively has tuned into what they're supposed to be doing and listens because we get messages, mind, body, spirit and soul. And you're just totally in tune with that. And you're not scared to take the action. And consequently, you're you're doing your dharma as the way I would like to describe it. <laughs> oh, hey, listen, I am scared, Kitty. That's really important to say. I do get scared, right? I get scared. But oh, you my still God, listen and do it. <laughs> I do. I do. And it's OK to be scared yeah, and it's absolutely. OK to feel the fear. It's really OK, like because, of course, I get afraid for sure. Mm. 
But thank you, I get it. (laughs) I'm a human, definitely. Yeah, but no, absolutely. I think, you know, we were talking about this before we came on air, like we're all human, but I think, you know, the message there is that not to get paralyzed by it and still to kind of keep looking, keep, keep, but keep searching and keep being in the game. And of course now, you know, naturally what's happening is you're doing this podcast and, you know, a different side of you is being developed, which is beautiful. Yeah, exactly. And you're loving it. I can just tell, like, sure. (laughs) Ah, <laughs> oh, wonderful so just a bit of advice for our listeners you know we've just kind of just talked about it there but somebody listening to this podcast they've got an idea you know they're very inspired by the wellness scene maybe they're a yoga teacher but they don't know how to start and where what to do next like what's your advice for them oh come and join my get and flow <laughs> program <laughs> so really you know First of all, you know, it's been really interesting for me because, um, okay, I have my own business coach, as I'm sure you do, because mm-hmm. when we're coaches, we see the value in having a coach, right? I mean, I couldn't, couldn't do without it. I've got a business coach. I've got a big support system around me. I have people that really help me expand. And I think there's only so much that you can do on your own. I would say there's only so much you can do on your own. Like there's only a certain amount of meditating and journaling and tapping and goal setting. And, you know, all of those things are amazing and scripting and all the amazing practices that we all have are incredibly powerful. And there's such great things at building the foundations for sure. But if you're ready to take action on something, if you have an idea, or even if you just have a niggle that you're not supposed to be where you are and you're ready to, to, to kind of move forward, you know, I would really like, I, you know, having a coach or having someone around you, investing in yourself in some way, Mm -hmm. investing in yourself, because when you invest in yourself, the return on your investment, especially when you make that into your own improvement is, it can be really huge. And so, you know, take action by like getting someone on your team to really help you. And if you're in a corporate role right now and you're you know, you're not really sure about what your idea is or what your vision and mission is. And that's very, very normal not to, not to be sure of that. So it's totally fine. Um, I would look at, you know, employing somebody, having someone on your team that can really support you and help you expand, you know, um, because as you know, Kitty, more than most people, you know, we're so heavily programmed and we have Mm. these stories and belief systems and you know we have these limitations going on and so we could have so much good intention and we could really really want this yet if there's a part of us that says well you're not good enough to do that then that will keep us in a space of um sabotage and in a space of holding ourselves back so it's really important to have these people around you and it's so funny kitty because if you'd have asked me this last year i probably wouldn't have given you that answer mm, i still okay. kind of i still i've always had a team around me but sure i've you know it was until I started working with a business coach that everything really started making my own coach that everything started mm. making sense. Mm. Yeah, I think it's so important, isn't it? Because, you know, especially when we're coaching others, you know, I wouldn't be without mine because it's so important. Like you need that place, you need that safe space, you need that person to bounce off, you know, everybody, we're all at different levels. We're all evolving. So it's really important that you find a team, a community. That's the other thing I'd probably say as well is build, get around and empower community because that's so powerful. Like we, we totally um, end up becoming like the people we surround ourselves with. So from a community perspective. 
For sure. I mean, I've created, you've probably done the same. I've got like three communities <laughs> within my business and, uh, you know, a community for each of my, my programs really. And, oh, they are so incredibly powerful, especially the Get In Flow community. It's just so powerful. And, you know, I, I don't know if you were the same, Kitty, but I, you know, I'm from a, a line of fiercely independent entrepreneurial women. So they're all, they've all had their own businesses. Okay. They've all been really successful and, but they've all done it on their own, right? So me stepping into a space of really wanting to expand and being faced with the programs, the ancestral programs that say, oh, you know, you have to do it all on your own. And like, you're, you're so much stronger if you do it on your own and you're quite weak Mm. if you ask for support, stepping into that space and really, you know, I've had to consciously understand, like reprogram myself in terms of understanding the value of the community because I didn't get, I didn't get communities for so long. I just didn't get them. And I think still in the UK, so many people struggle with that idea of having a community. Oh, what? You have a community online? How does that work then? You know, and it's, you know, it's coming, it's opening up now. It's so common for us in the coaching industry to talk about that. But I think Mm. now more than ever, it's, it's definitely opening up now. More people are setting them up and we're realizing the importance of them. So yeah, absolutely agree with everything you said. Mm. Well, we are in the earth stage in Chinese medicine. We're in an earth stage in the world's development. So it is all about communities. Everything is about having a community. So yeah, we will definitely start to see more and more communities popping up everywhere. But Jodie, how can people find you? They've listened to this podcast. They're keen to connect with you. How can they find you? Awesome. So they can find me on Instagram at Jodie Shield, J-O-D-Y-S-H-I-E-L-D. You can head to my website, which is jodyshield.co.uk. Please go and check out She's Electric. The episodes are on iTunes. The links are in on my website or on Instagram. And, and yeah, I hope to see you around at some stage. I know I will do. And I can highly recommend Jodie's podcast. I listened to the first episode with Ella Mills and it's just like, like this conversation, it's beautifully open, it's authentic. And it was fascinating to hear Ella talk so openly about her life. And as you said, her success and some of the kind of stuff that goes on in her head, you know, she again, is everybody's normal, everybody's human. So yes, I definitely inspire, empower you to check out the podcast. But Jodie, thank you so much for joining us thank today. Thank you, Kitty. Thank <laughs> you so much. And thank you to all the listeners for listening to me as well, to us. Thank you. Fantastic. We'll see you next week again with another amazing guest. Bye-bye.
What a great conversation. What a fantastic woman doing amazing work in the world. She's gone from a corporate background to now running her own intuitive wellness entrepreneurial business. And Jodie's doing fantastically well, fantastic profile. I really hope you enjoyed this interview. If you're listening to this and you know there's more for you, you know there's more available, just Get the right community around you. Come and join our free Facebook group. Come and do Do Your Dharma. It will show you how to get started and you will be able to create a life in alignment with your soul. This podcast was sponsored by my Do Your Dharma course. Create a life so good that you pinch yourself. This eight-week online course demystifies Dharma and shows you how to tune in to why you're really here. Go to www.kittytalks.com forward slash do your dharma.